rising on an emerging generation of kings. We have decided that we're also going to um, draw wisdom from those who have gone ahead of us. Ladies and gentlemen, they are no strangers to us. They are a big encouragement to me personally, to me personally, and to us as a ministry. Because with all this energy and all this vibe and intensity, if you have people who have done ministry before and still do ministry in certain ways and who are very accomplished and they're in their fifties, and somehow they just see you are my prophet, you are my pastor, God speaks to you. You know that's very honorable. Yeah. And it's very humbling. It's not a responsibility I take for granted. Um, I wish I could read it very long and elaborate profile, but many of us already know Engineer Deandre is a man of integrity and character and capacity. Seven as one of the fathers to many of us in the house in terms of the encouragement it brings, the gravitas he brings, the depth he brings, the stability he brings, the perspective he brings. And he's not just talk, he has walked the walk. Many of you may not know, but he has served in pastoral ministry before. <laughs> Right, he has served in pastoral ministry and is an accomplished business man. They have a legacy project. I don't have the permission to talk about it, so if they want to, they might talk about it. And then his wife, a leading light in the banking industry, high flyer, award winning, and all of that, and all of that. We love you so much, we honor you and value you so remarkably. Ladies and gentlemen, for the next four to five minutes, we're going to be drawing deep wisdom from over 22 years of blissful marriage and possibly 30 years or so of friendship. Let's receive Engineer and Mrs. Adeoju as the bless us. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. Um, Pastor Dami must have introduced um, a different uh, engineer, Daniel Jew. Amen. Um, I, I want to thank God for this great privilege, this great house, for the great work that uh, Pastor Dami and Pastor LT are doing, and um, everybody that is supporting them. Um, I want to encourage you that you are in the right place. Hallelujah. Um, Matthew 13 verse 16 says that, it said, but blessed are your eyes. If you, can, if you can find that scripture, please give it to me. Jesus was the one speaking. Um, he said, blessed are your eyes for the what? They see and your ears for they hear. You know, um, there are certain things that I've known, you know, many years ago that it was when I got under the ministry of Pastor Dami that I'm able to properly connect the dots because he was able to articulate it very well. So I want us to thank God first and foremost for the gift of articulation. The ability to connect the dots, the ability to speak it in a language that you can understand and you can bring um, to your space. 
you know, uh, please don't take it for granted. I have followed a lot of men of God, you know, and you are able to ask them questions. You know, they know it, but um, somehow they are not able to properly articulate it in a way that you can understand. Um, I, I don't want us to take that for granted. One of the first things that I saw when, when, when I came, you know, to know Pastor Dami through my wife, um, you know, is that, you know, the Bible says that we have this gift in eating vessels, you know, and that the glory must be of God. Praise the name of the Lord. We have a gift here. Somebody said, you know, it is easy for us to, you know, celebrate a David in the Bible that is physically dead, but we have living David amongst us. And we must learn to celebrate. So put your hands together for Pastor Dami, for the work that he's doing. Let us put our hands together also for LT. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Um, I, I will allow my wife to speak first. And then I can release her. And then I can share what God has put in my heart. Uh, Pastor Dami is a dangerous person. You know, I, I like to start, you know, by always confessing. When he told me that I will be sharing, um, I have abundance of experience. I mean, 22 years is not a joke. I have things I can, without opening the Bible, that I can share with you that will occupy that time, you know. Um, but it's like God began to tell me, so for example, that scripture, number one, you know, has been ringing in my heart. I shared it with you last, last week. I said something to you that, look, these are the things that are coming to my heart. But today, by, you know, what he has shared briefly, he has been able to connect so many things for me that I did not understand, you know. So when he told me that I was going to be sharing today, I said, well, Pastor Dami, let me just have 10 minutes, you know. Um, and then, you know, I went to bed. Of course, I woke up very early to be able to prepare, only for me to see that he insisted that we must have 45 minutes. That was when I knew that, you know, you have to be fully prepared. You can't come to this altar, you know, that is so given to proper articulation of God's wisdom and God's mystery and come anyhow. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, so I, I have something that I want to connect. I believe the Lord has put it in my heart. You know, for the church, not just here, but the entire church um, today. But like I said, it is the two of us. So I will allow my wife, my co-traveler, my best friend, the one that I love and, I, and loves me so much. She just added another one. She said, my troublemaker. And all you men, you must have one troublemaker that can trouble you. Praise the name of the Lord. Please, can you put your hands together as we welcome uh, Sister Bimba. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I should. Honestly, I want to re-echo all the things my husband has said. I am grateful for this house. I'm grateful for PLT, and I'm grateful for... Pastor Dami, I'm grateful for all the leaders who show up Sunday in, Sunday out, midweek, every time in this house. It is not common. 
and I'm so excited for the ni new Nigeria. Yeah. I'm so excited because for all, over the years I've told people that in my lifetime yeah. people will yeah. beg for the green passport and I think I've said it in this house. It will happen. It is happening. We will beg. See, they will treat us with preference in international airports in the name of Jesus. And I'm so happy because, you know, this house, we're so connected to what God is doing. I am so grateful. This Nigerian dream is always been something I'm passionate about. I remember a couple of years ago, my mother said, my siblings are abroad, a couple of them. And in fact, I have <laughs> my, and to show you, my children are the only ones of their cousins on my side that are Nigerians. They have cousins who are three nationalities, Canadian, American, UK, yes. <laughs> my brother, his wife, and his children are Americans. And my mother said to me a couple of years ago, she said, I should relocate and all. I said, I don't have to live outside this country to live a good life. And that's the truth. If you must travel, please travel. I don't have anything against that. I've traveled, you know, over, over the years. But if, you're, if God is calling you to this nation, if God is saying you have a part to play, if you like Jackpa, you will not enter into destiny. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. If your lot is here, the Bible says it secures our lot. It said it set the boundaries of the earth and it determined the places where people should live so that in him we live and move. If it determined the places where people should live, you think it doesn't have an interest that you're here in Nigeria. I'm so excited. Sorry as I digress. I'm so, so, so excited. I really want to thank God for this house. I thank God for my husband, my, my, uh, I'm lost for words. <laughs> That's the truth. Praise the Lord. He's my body, he's my friend, he's my big brother, he's my father. He is he's just an all-round good person. That's the truth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, okay, let's sit down, please, everybody. I, sorry, I'm sorry. I want to share very quickly this morning. I'm not going to take your time. Um, two scriptures came to my mind, and I was wondering, you know, I, I wanted to say so many things, or I thought, oh, no, no, I wanted to say many things. So many things came to my mind, but two scriptures came to my mind. Second Corinthians chapter 13. Second Corinthians chapter 13. Please, if you can project that scripture, and I'm going to link it up with another scripture. That I will read my I'll read that myself. Second um is it, no first Corinthians chapter thirteen. Sorry, what did I say? Sir? You know, this is a very popular scripture, but you know, I want us to situate it in the context of marriage. Because sometimes we know the scriptures well, we don't bring it home to where we live. It's, we, we give mental accent to it, but we don't live it by experience. And to be honest, a marriage is a place where this, they are tested. Ah. He said, though, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, I know we raise up holy hands in church. Yeah? But have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Next verse, please. 
And that's why, you know, people keep malice, yeah? You know, they don't talk to themselves. I'm not saying that you don't have times where you are hungry or, or uh, off, off color or something, but when malice is malicious, <laughs> ah, it's malice And that's why I'm going back to this um, scripture. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. Next verse. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. You know, there are people who are keeping malice and are doing this thing. They are doing good works. (laughs) Okay. And though I give my body to be burned, you attend all services, you know, understand? You come for midweek, you come for night vigil, you come online, offline, everything. SGQ, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Next verse. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself and is not puffed up. I'll pause here. Um, Ido, I'm sorry, I'll use this example. We have this couple friend of us, ministry uh, people, who, you know, a woman walked up to both of us one day and said to us, she said she didn't understand that. Why would she give the person's wife a gift and the man is acting up? My husband and I, we didn't understand. But it took us years later to understand. And why am I saying this? Some months ago, I was very upset about something. There were, we had these people we had worked with at some point, and something happened. And I began to analyze, and I began to look back. And one of the things that pissed me, really pissed me, and my husband understood was that, but for God, the foundation we had and the friendship we had that person would have broken up our marriage. It was true or false. I was upset. You know, when I began, you know, hindsight, you know, you begin to connect the dots and say, this person said this, this person acted this, this person. In fact, there was one time that person did something and I said to, I was very upset. And for me, if something upsets me, it takes me time. You know, I I don't know. Maybe I don't, I think, but... It, it takes time for something to really upset me. So if I tell you I'm upset, I'm really upset. I would explain a way. I will give you benefit of doubt. I will. That's the kind of person. It doesn't even touch me. I've moved on. I can't skip. I can't. Ah, no, no, no. I don't. I don't allow those things in my space. So if I tell you I'm upset, I really must be upset. So it did something, and I was very upset. But I just did not have a release to talk about it. And I said, okay. So it took about two or three weeks later, I saw the person's wife, and I said, so-and-so did so-and-so. When she heard it, when she heard it, she was very, she was upset, she apologized and said she would do something about it. So I think she went to her husband, spoke about it and all that. And when he came to speak to us, he said, um, it wasn't, I said, excuse me, that was malicious. If what you wanted to do was this, you could, and it had to do with my husband. See, eh? you can do anything, or you can do anything to me, or anything, but don't, don't touch him. Don't, 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 don't. No, I'm saying, don't, 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 don't disrespect my husband. Don't, 
please. I always tell people. So I said to him that that was malicious. You knew exactly what you were saying. You knew what you were doing and all of that. I'm sure it was surprised the way I talked that day. But I needed to just communicate. And I'll tell you where I'm going here. So why I said this was that it's a journey and our heads must be very correct. Yoruba people say that what is after five is, what is after six is more than seven. <laughs> um, somebody should say it in Yoruba. You know, after six is seven, eight, nine, ten to infinity. So that's why our heads must be very correct. Why am I reading this scripture on love? Let me go to the, um, the, um, the second scripture I want to read. Second scripture I want to read. Um, one second. Okay, so First Timothy chapter 3. Please, you don't need to. I'll just read it. This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of an overseer, and you see, there are geos in your houses, so women that want to get married or women that are married, you have geos in your house. You only think geos are in churches. Your husband is a geo in your house. So if this qualification, don't think it's only for church. It's, only, it's also for your house. It's also for your marriage. So look at these qualities. That's why I'm reading the scripture. It says, if anyone aspires to the office of a husband, overseer, and husband is an overseer. He says he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. Some of us, we know those red flags like LT, PLT taught us. Yeah. But you see, your heart is saying something. Your head is saying something else. And we manage and we change him. You are not Holy Spirit. You can't change anybody that doesn't want to change. And when the person is ready to change, they change for themselves. Praise the Lord. He says that must be above reproach. And you know, when somebody, you know, that person is only good to you. Every other person is saying, watch, watch. You say no. You see, when you see yourself giving excuses for somebody for so long, you're, you're at risk. When every other person is saying something, but you're defending the person, you're really at risk. He says, must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded. And this is not a quality that is very common in our generation. I'll say it as I feel it. I, I just have to express myself. I just have to be open out there. It doesn't work like that. It says that um, self-controlled, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent but gentle. Sorry, the person may not have, might not have hit you at any point, but they've shown that proclivity. You know, and you're still staying, red flag. The person is angry and breaks something, red flag. <laughs> or you see the, person, the way the person handles conflict with other people. See the person in their natural habitat, in their homes, in their families, how they treat their siblings, how they treat their mom. <laughs> that is a great indicator. I did meet my mother-in-law, but my husband always speaks so fondly of her and says that she takes him, um, he takes her to the market and all of those things, stays with her when, he, when she's cooking and all of that. And to be honest, you find out that um, a mother's, um, a son's relationship with the father, with the mother, portends their lifelong relationships yeah. to a large extent, yes. to a large extent. Ibukumi and I were still, when it's, we're at it. 
<laughs> wearing the same shokoto. <laughs> so when I go and make my answer, say it now. Mom, your hair is nice. I said, be, very good. Be practicing with me. Oh. <laughs> so that I know be economical with compliments. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> it's so important. So he said, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle. And gentle because women are in different phases of their lives. You know, one of the things I realized, in fact, when I gave a testimony about my promotion, eh, one of the things I didn't say was, it was one of my staying power. Honestly, that fight, he fought it with me. I remember there was a time that it was such a turbulent time in the office. Somebody, and it was like, it was a battle. And somebody had done something to me in the office. And that day I, I told him, and he were going to pray, and he said, Father, we just come to report this matter officially to you. We bring it to the courts of heaven. See, when God dealt with that person, I, Abimbola, I was saying to the Lord, it's okay, I'm no longer angry. I said, I'm not, Lord, please, it's okay. So when I tell you what is after six is more than seven, it's not in looks, so looks are good. It's not in all those hype, all those superfluous things. And don't judge people's, don't judge your internal with people's external. All these things you see on social media. A friend of mine said to me one day that she saw her friend's post. He said, I know these people are separated though. And they were doing loving on social media. He said, real life, she said to me in the office, I said, this girl is staying with one of my friends. He said they are separated, and you see those uh, couple goals. See, may your internal be better than your external. May your internal be better than your external. So he says, yes, he says that, um, okay, he says that, not a, okay, he said, not a drunk and not violent, but gentle. Why I'm saying gentle is that, you see, you go through, you start your life, you raise children and all of that. So when that um, uh, brother was giving testimony about, I didn't even know the wife was still going to give testimony, I said, she said, uh, about school fees and all that. You don't know the sensitivity around school fees. Huh. And you know, for a woman, you see, men can just do eyes right and all of that. It's not a funny game. <laughs> it's not a funny game with women. You know, there's just something about my child needs to be in school, you know, that kind of thing. You don't want that and all that. He will be doing bone face, even though he's paining him inside, though, but a woman is fretting all of, you know, and all of that. So I really understand that testimony where you have to, and you see, you can say I won't wear clothes and all that, but when it comes to children, you don't even joke about that. So those gentleness about childbearing, raising of children, and the examples they present, you know, to you. I've said it here before. Um, um, one of the days, I think I came for first service. I, um, um, it was an IBK came for second service, and we, we were going to cook at home. So I told Ayomiko, please tell your daddy to help us buy apples. Then from apples, I said, buy other fruits, banana, blah blah blah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was typing this, you know, scattered mail. Said, ah, mom, oh, you're making me send um, um, a, a scattered text message to daddy. I said, you know that I'm the one. <laughs> so she looked at me and said, you know, he will do anything for you, right? And I said to her, you know, I love him with my life. She said, no, I do. 
he says that um, not quarrelsome. Ah, you see, when believers quarrel and they quarrel dirty, I really do not understand. I don't. And you, you see what's fling, and flying. It happens, oh. It happens, oh. And you say, where's the fruit of the spirit? Where's your love walk? Where, and you see, let's bring this. And you see, eh, that's why I always tell people, please win at home. Let people in your house know you are a born again Christian. Let them know. Let them let them have evidence that you've submitted and surrendered your life to Christ. Because if all we do is clap in church and dance. You have not started, though. If the people in your neighborhood, in your household, cannot say that you are a Christian, you've not started, though. Then you know what you do? When you now get into a relationship, you'll just be actoring and actressing. And you need a lot of energy to act up. Yeah. That energy, that's what we even shot. It will cut your life short if you are acting and actressing. The last thing I want to say is, um, he said he must, okay, he must manage his own household well and all, see how he conducts his affairs. Very important. He must, be, he must not be a recent convert. <clears throat> that one, I won't even go to your need. It's okay, you understand that one. <laughs> you just be doing follow up all your life. <laughs> Sunday school teacher, evangelist teacher, uh, foot of the spirit teacher, baptism of the Holy Ghost teacher. No, if you have grace, me, I don't have grace for things like this. Like, like, I don't know. I'll kill the person, I know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, I want to go to Psalm 78. Lastly, and you know, okay, even if I don't read the scripture, last, one of the things I want to say is this. Um, huh. <laughs> You know why it's important? You need to plug into the agenda of God. PLT said something, that God will, have, God will take glory in all of these things. Why are we together? Why are we, what is this marriage about? Is it for feel good? No, there's an agenda of God. There's an agenda of God we must pursue with our marriage, with our union. And everything must plug into that agenda. It's, not, it's important how you feel and all of those sweet and nice things we have said, but what is God's agenda? In this, particularly in this dispensation, as God rounds up his agenda on that, as he rounds up his program, where am I plugged in? Where's my relationship with God plugged in? Where's my relationship, my married relationship plugged in? That we may raise, you know, veritable instruments in God's hand. In this end time, to enforce the kingdom of God. And this kingdom, that the kingdom of the earth has become the kingdom of God and of his Christ. It will happen, it is happening. And where is my place in it? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, can, can we give a, another round of applause? I can, I can testify to everything that she has said. Um, sometimes I ask myself, why? Um, as I was preparing the message this morning, um, the Holy Spirit told me that I gave her a promise yesterday and that I must fulfill it before we come to church this morning. Um, and I can assure you, all you men, don't think it's one high, the, the assignment is an assignment in the kitchen. And I, I, I left what I was preparing, I quickly went to fulfill that assignment. Uh, before I came back to do that. So please, see, this, um, these issues are not, let us not make it like we are, you know, we are in um, Nollywood or something like that. It is not. 
It is practical. It is real. And that is why the first thing I want to tell you is that you must be good friends. You must be good friends. See, when all is said and done, and even the children are gone, if you are not good friends, you know, you will, you will kill each other. Because the two of you will be left, you know, they, 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 they talk about uh, empty nest, right? Yeah. And all of that. It means that, you know, the children that you have raised, they've all gone. Yeah. And it's only the two of you that are left. And suddenly you discover that the person you are left with, that you have been managing because some other people are around, you know, is the only person that is around you. And you are not friends. Praise the name of the Lord. You have to be good friends. And I will tell you the reason, you know, as, you know, Pastor Dami went into the prophetic about Nigeria and all of that, you know, a lot of the understanding of the reason why God gave me the kind of message that he gave me today uh, began to, you know, you know, you know, I, I began to connect the dots, like I said. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are all kings, isn't it? And because I'm talking to kings here, um, I'm sure we have a deeper understanding than maybe some other people about the office of the king. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 5, I believe, from verse 1. If you can give me that, I will start reading from there very quickly. Revelation chapter 5, um, from verse 1. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope I didn't mix that up. Um, sorry, let's jump to verse 9 and 10 very quickly because I know my time is fast spent. He said, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain, talking about our Lord Jesus Christ and, you know, his sacrifice for you and I as the church, and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, verse 10, and have made us what? Kings and what? Now, that is where my emphasis is going to you know, reside mostly today. And I'm trying, I will try to link it up to the issue of marriage and the home. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, it's like God is letting me know that the reason why, um, you know, the church has not made as much impact, you know, in Nigeria especially, and the whole world is waiting for Nigeria. That reason is because we really, I think deeply, we, we understand more the, the, the responsibility we have as kings. But here, the Bible has linked both kingship and priestly responsibility together. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. A king has a domain. Hallelujah. A priest is a man or an entity that stands between God and the people. Hallelujah. So we are not just kings, we are also what? Priests. Priest. And God made us that. And you and I must manifest not just as kings, but also as priests. And your marriage has a cardinal fundamental role to play in that responsibility. 
So we see in Nigeria today that the church is affluent. The church is, is big and all of that. But the influence of the church in the society in Nigeria is lower than you and I expect. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are supposed to be, we're not going to be kings in heaven. No. I hope you know that. He said we will reign on the, please read the last. He said, and we shall what? Reign on the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Every high priest, Hebrews 5.1 says, he said he's taken from among men. Or for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men. Pastor Dami gave us four things when he was talking about the responsibility of men. When we are talking about marriage, who can remind us of those four things? He said, man must have God first. Hallelujah. If you have that, you can, you can project it. He said, man had God, his source. Amen. We did not have it all together when we were getting married. In fact, we didn't know many things. But there are certain fundamentals that we had that we were able to build upon. She had God. I had God. From the beginning. It was not a fluke. It was not a joke. Praise the name of the Lord. She knew that she was married. She may not know much about me as a person because it takes time for you to know the other person. Hallelujah. But she was very clear that this man knows God. So you better make sure that the person you are in relationship with knows God for himself and for herself. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So God first. Number, number two is what? What did I did hear that? Identity. Your identity, your he said is source. I call it my juice. You know, you know, that thing that makes you thick. You may not be able to articulate it, but you see, when you come to that space, nobody matches you there. Praise the name of the Lord. You, you must have an identity that you see your, your life is not tied to anything. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You must not be enslaved by anything. I move among those that are affluent and I also move among those that have nothing. And it does not alter my behavior to them. I respect everybody. Why? Because everybody in my understanding is made in the image of God. And after the likeness of God. And I have that understanding. So it does not matter what surrounds you in terms of material things. I give you the honor that is due to you. You know, my, my wife, I, 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 I belong to, you know, a group that, um, you know, engineering students who are engineering students together, you know, they said that we finished together and somebody posted something that ticked me wrongly. Hallelujah. Yeah. Trying to converse vote for a particular person and there's absolutely nothing wrong in that. But the reason he gave just, 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 just made me mad, you know. And the way he coined it, he said, "If you are a Yoruba man and you are voting for so so and so person, 
you know, something is wrong with you. I said, what? He went into history, came up with all kinds of funny, funny story. Uh, in the days of Awolowo, these people didn't vote for him. Uh, you know, all those lies, half-truths, and all of that. And I said to myself, you know, I, I will not be exercising my priestly office if I, if this, if I leave this unaddressed. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, your, 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 your priestly duty has to do with the space that you believe God has situated you. Yes. Remember, every high priest is ordained for men. Yes. You are not ordained for God. Yes. You are supposed to represent men. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, and like my wife was saying about your love for Nigeria, you know, there's a scripture that says that, you know, that your servant lost, they love the stone and the dust thereof. You must come to the point where you love the dust of Nigeria. Before God can honor your priestly office and then begin to do things that man cannot do through you. Praise the name of the Lord. See, it, it is very deep. You are a king, but you are also a priest. But the priestly responsibility is so, is so, is so, our understanding of it is kind of shallow. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting this before, before, before Pastor Dami, you know, I know that he has a program for the entire year. You know, there's something that is called the priesthood of the believer. There's a, there's a topic that is called the priesthood of the believer. You know, I believe that it's a teaching that, you know, the church today must begin to embrace. Why? Because when you stand before God, God is not looking at you. Amen. Or God is looking at you and is able to overlook so many other bad things just because you are standing. When a man takes his stand in the place where God has located him, remember the third thing on Pastor Dami's list is what? His mission is an assignment and his assignment. So when you stand and you say, God, I am responsible for you. I take priestly responsibility for this space. Whether that space is the, you know, is Nollywood, hallelujah. Whether that space is real estate, hallelujah. And you say, God, I want to be a standard here. I want to rule. You know, another, another, uh, another, another interpretation of the word ruler or king is what? You know that thing that you and I have when we're in primary school? What is it? A ruler. A ruler is something that makes it straight and is able to measure it. Praise the name of the Lord. So, you know, as a king, you must be a ruler. You must be the one that determines the law in that place. That is part of your responsibility. So you must be able to stand and say, God, this space, I'm guiding it on your behalf. And that is one of the reasons why the influence of believers in Nigeria has not been as powerful as it should be. We do that within the church. Look at the beautiful worship this morning. Please, can we put our hands together for, for the music team? Hallelujah. It's like we are being transported to heaven. Now, that is wonderful. But what God is asking for is that we must be able to replicate this outside. When you go to your office on Monday, when you are in the boardroom, Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. When I'm on my farm on Monday and I have all kinds of people gathered around me, hallelujah. Amen. I must be able to say, God, I stand as your priest and as your king. I exercise a rule here. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And one of the things that you and I have to do that is that we must have what? Gifts. 
praise the name of the Lord. I'm rushing because I know my time is far spent. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 8 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 3. So remember king and also what? A priest. And the responsibility, those two responsibilities are yours and mine. And it is on this earth that we must exercise them. Praise the name of the Lord. Hebrews 8, 3. Are we there together? It said, for every high priest is appointed to do what? That is why as a priest and as a king, you can't come before God empty-handed. You must have something to offer. You must have something to offer. He said to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. Talking about the Lord Jesus here. You know, the reason why Jesus is my example is because, you know, I ask myself, how can Jesus endure so much? You know, the man that you created and the man is spanking you, spitting at you, you know? you know, removing your clothes and, you know, making you naked before the, you are ridiculed and all of that. And I ask myself, how is it that Jesus was able to go through that? You know, my wife looked at me one day and said, don't you get angry. Whenever she asked sub, such questions, she knew that she had done something troublesome. <laughs> Hallelujah. She said, don't you get angry? And I laughed. I said, you don't want to see me angry. And I don't even want to see myself angry. And because of the stake that I know that I have, I don't want to enter into that at all. So there are certain things that, you know, I don't think there's anything that she can ever do. Of course, we have red, like, red lines that we have agreed have an issue, you know, that are red lines that we must never cross. Praise the name of the Lord. Adultery, fornication, um, use of wrong words, all of those. No, those things are red flags. We don't cross them. We will never even think about divorce or anything like that. All of those things are red lines that we have. This, but I don't think there's any other thing that she can do. Yes, I will get angry, but I will be watching her. You know, you know, and um, being friends also helps a lot. I can assure you of that because, you know, when your friend is messing up, you know that, you know, it's just been, uh, it will, she will still come back to her senses. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And oftentimes, you know, she, without you even saying anything, she will come back and then apologize and then, everything. but it is so, so, so important, very critical. Praise the name of the Lord. I said, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I hope somebody is getting something this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, I, I'm looking for a scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Jesus needed to present the church without blemish to God. Remember, the high priest must never come before God empty. He must have what? Gifts and sacrifices. And I'm talking this, I'm talking to men now. This one is directly at men. Praise the name of the Lord. 
when you come before God, eh, you must have something to present. And your marriage is one of it. Whatever excuse you have, whatever it is that you think is not right, you must find a way to resolve it before you come before God. Because Peter told us that that gift can be corrupted and God will not hear your prayers. Oh yes. It is very, very, that is why, see, humility is something that men must have. No matter how your wife misbehaves, you must be able to handle it. And oftentimes the reason why we can't handle it is because we are not humble. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, sometimes I look at her when she does, when she's in that mood, and I ask her, I say, you know, you know, I should not say it. <laughs> She has not given me permission to say it, so I won't say it. Please, we're going to read very fast, you know, because I need to see, I need for you and I to see what Jesus had to do in order for him not to be empty-handed when he came before God in the assignment that God has given to him. Praise the name of the Lord. Talking about the church, you know that that is the analogy in the Bible for men. He said, you should love your wife as Christ did what? Loved the church and did what? Gave himself. So what are the things that Jesus did in order for him to be able to, you know, come before God and present something that is acceptable to God? Hallelujah. And my prayer is that whenever you appear before God, whether in prayer, in worship, your hands will not be empty-handed. Or you will not be empty-handed. Your hands will not be empty. Amen. You will have something that will give God. God will be proud and God will be able to answer your prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Continue. He said, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Uh -huh. He said, but made himself. Look at any man around you. He said, you must make yourself. Of no reputation. All those PhDs, eh? Praise the name of the Lord. And one of the things I used to try to use to intimidate her is our age difference. She's like my bro, amen. So sometimes I say, even if you don't, just know that I'm older than you. And you know, we men can we can resort to all kinds of things. Praise the name of the Lord. He said he made himself a what? No reputation taking the form of a what? Bond servant. So sometimes, men, you have to act like servants. Oh, yes. See, I'm, I'm being very, very truthful with you and laying it bare. I'm laying it bare. I, I told Pastor Dami at the time that, you know, Saturday for me belongs to her. Oh, yes. You know, because by reason of our structure, um, she works, even if I'm home, she works, well, nowadays it's better. She can work a few days from home. But in those days, she goes early in the morning. Sometimes she comes back 10 p.m. And we did it for many years, not just one month or two months, for many years. So even when I'm physically in Lagos, we may not see more than two hours in a day. She wakes up, you know, she's gone. She comes back, she's late, she's tired, she wants to just have a bath and then go to bed. 
But by reason of what I do now, I also leave Lagos on a weekly basis. Praise the name of the Lord. So I made up my mind, how can I make up for that time? So Saturdays, if I want to do anything Saturday, I must take permission from her. Hallelujah. So anything she wants me to do on Saturday, she knows that she got my attention. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, and coming in the likeness of men, the next verse, please, very quickly. He said, I'm being found in appearance as a man. Eh? He humbled himself and became obedient. You see, this word is coming again. Amen. He became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He said, wherefore, please go ahead. He said, wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. Now, a lot of us know this particular scripture and we quote it regularly, but we usually don't go to, Jesus did not, was not, his name was not made, you know, the next verse, it says what? That at the name of the, he said it was given a name. Above every other name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every name shall He was not given that honor because he is God. He was given that honor because he became obedient unto death. One of the things that I know God honors, God honors order and structure. And that is what I normally use to help wives, especially that your husband is not is not better than you, but God has put him in a position that is above you, and you must honor that order. God loves order. So Jesus knew his order in heaven. It is incontestable. He said, I, "He said nobody took my life from me." He said, "I laid it down willingly. If he didn't want to come, there's nothing anybody can do about it." Praise the name of the Lord. But the moment he chose to come, then he must humble himself. He must understand the order. That was why he told John the Baptist, he said, let it be so for now. Because John saw by revelation that this is higher than me, and I'm not worthy to losing, you understand what I'm saying? Not to talk of baptizing him, but Jesus said, let it be. So Jesus humbled himself. So you need to understand that it is, it is, you need to understand the order of God in order for you to do what the Bible has requested that husbands and wives should do. And if you understand this foundational thing, it will help you a lot to handle so many things. Praise the name of the Lord. So this is part of what Jesus did for, for, for the church in order for him to have something to present. This, his name did not become the powerful name that you and I can call upon and things happen because he's God. No, it was because of his obedience. Even to death on the cross of Calvary. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord. Can you quickly give me the next verse? And that everything, the next one, please. All right, I think I'm, I'm done with that. So please, let us know that as men, that there are some things that we must do in order for us to make sure that our families are in harmony so that our gifts and sacrifices are accepted. It is when that is done that the grace 
to stand in your domain and influence your domain is released to you. Our God is a God of purpose. He does not bless anybody for nothing's sake. He's not going to bless you because he wants to look fine. No, sir. It's because there's an assignment that he has given to you that you must fulfill. And that assignment has so many other lives that are attached to it. And I'm saying that, see, believers must understand their priestly responsibility and the role of their family in delivering that responsibility. So that you and I are not empty-handed. So that when you stand, you know, somebody that represents heaven, you stand with the entire host of heaven at your beck and call. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, the scripture came to my mind, you know, it said, it said, he that finds a wife, finds what? A good thing and obtain favor. Hallelujah. And some of us think that those good things are cars and houses. Those things are good and they come once in a while, they come often, not even once in a while. Hallelujah. But the real thing, it is the favor for you to do your assignment as a man. The real favor, because see, your, your basic needs is already settled. As far as God is concerned, it is already settled. Why? Because any man that received Jesus Christ has been returned to Genesis chapter 1 when God made man without a sin. And the full package is there. I said, and God blessed man. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. And he said, be fruitful and what? Multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Amen. Amen. So the favor is talking about when a man and a woman comes together is different. Hallelujah. Of course, all those things are in the heavens and you need to draw them down with faith, with understanding, with your work with God. You draw those things down. But the favor the Bible is talking about in that scripture is not about material things. It's about the favor that makes a man stand before God and represent a land or represent a people. The kind of favor that makes God respect the prayer of a man over a particular situation in Nigeria or any face of the earth. Hallelujah. That is the real favor we're talking about. That is favor. Any man that is able to stand before God it takes favor. It takes favor. I can assure you of that. Any man that is able to open his mouth and sing praises unto the Lord and God honors that sacrifice. It takes favor. It takes favor. What we are seeing in Nigeria today is that God now wants to, you know, <laughs> cause families within the church to be born again. Oh yes. Because the birth of a new Nigeria is the beginning point. And that's why I tell a lot of people that are coming from outside the country, they want this person to win. I say, it is fine, it is good. But when that right person gets there, that is when the work starts. Yes. Hallelujah. That is when the real work of rebuilding Nigeria starts from. And God needs family. Remember, family was God's original plan. It was God's original idea. It's not your idea. It's not my idea. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And family was there before the fall of man. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Family is one of the institutions that God put in place before man fell. My time is up and I'm rounding up now. So please, let us know that God wants to return families Christian families. Why? Because God now needs men. 
God needs men that can stand in one industry and say, God, I know your standard for this industry. I want to, rep- I want to be a, a priest and I want to be a king because that is what you have made us by your death and your resurrection. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord. So, you know, your wife irritating you, therefore, is not as much a weighty matter that you cannot handle. (laughs) Hallelujah. Your food is not, you know, to your normal temperature when you sat down to eat it. It's not enough to take you in the wrong thing and say, ah, this woman, she has done this, she has done that. No, sir. There are weightier matters before us. So that when you appear before God in your priestly office and you say, God, I'm presenting a gift and a sacrifice unto you. God looks at you and God honors that sacrifice. Amen. And God says, by reason of the gift and the sacrifice that you have presented before me, I release the grace for you to reign as a king in your domain. That is, I believe, one of the things that the church must enter into, where families can stand before God. And we have a lot of charlatans, you know, that are like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to call them. Praise the name of the Lord. When you dig deep, you see that their marriage is not what it should be. I don't want to go into any specifics. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to, I want to thank the Lord for the ministry of Pastor Dami. Hallelujah. I want to thank the Lord for the young men and women that have submitted themselves to this ministry. You know, I want to admonish you and encourage you. Please, the things you hear. Eh? <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself, but I, Pastor Dami, I mean, <laughs> where did he get these things from? He said, this wisdom is from above. And for a man to submit himself, you know, he is standing in his own domain, you know. And by the grace of God, he has, you know, an enviable wife that is supporting him. So he has a family that God honors. Amen. So when he stands before God on your behalf, he's not standing before God on his own behalf. He's standing before God on your behalf. God downloads things that is beyond his own years. Praise the name of the Lord. I have men that have been praying for Nigeria for more than 40 years. I'm telling you, I have men that sat at the bosom of Pa'elton, just like you said, in their universities. You know, Pastor Ndami mentioned that Pa'elton came from London. He didn't come to, he didn't stay in Abuja, he didn't stay, he stayed in Elisha. These men, a lot of them were in campuses then. They would leave their campuses, they would come to Elisha to come and sit down. Elisha today is just like, um, well, it's a little bigger than a village now. But you can imagine more than 40 years ago, it was in Elisha that Pa'elton said to. That was where God asked him to set to. Praise the name of the Lord. And he was able to influence, you know, the Pentecostal, the people that God used to bring that ministry to what it is today. Hallelujah. I, I, I want to thank God for you and I. I want to thank God because, you know, blessed are your eyes and your ears for you see and you hear these things. But please make up your mind that beyond, you know, how you have designed that your marriage, you know, and your relationship is going to be. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I want to, but in addition to that, I want you to consider that there's something that God wants to do. Lastly, let me just mention this, you know, as I round up, that Ephesians chapter 
chapter 5 ends up in verse 32, Paul saying that it is a mystery. There are same part of the things that God wants to do with marriages that you and I don't know, even with all the revelation we have. I can assure you of that. There are things that are in God's, you know, that you and I still don't know. But all we do, because it's a work of faith, all we do is to structure our lives and our marriages in obedience to the structure he has given us such that we can now present that before him and say, God, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, do with this life, do with this marriage, you know, do with this godly seed that you're bringing through this marriage. Hallelujah. One of the things that God wants to bring is godly seed. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, and um, I think it was John that said, I write to you. You know, he was writing to different people. And it's, it's instructive what he said about the young men. He said, I write to you, you know, young men. He said, because you are strong. He said, because you are strong. The strength that is needed to really transform Nigeria belongs to the youth. And that is why a lot of us are excited that they are beginning to rise up. Hallelujah. They may not get to where they should get to right now, but there's a movement that is already in position. That's already started, and a new nation has been birthed. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, it has been birthed. But like a newborn babe, it must be nurtured. It must be fed until it becomes strong. And I believe that you and I will have a place in that. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you so very much. I hope I've been able to connect... celebrates God's grace upon engineering generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.